Welcome in to the Chief Business Podcast. You are here with Andy and... The Taco Bell Manager, slash Gavin. Taco Bell Manager? Yeah. You got a promotion? I thought I just got hired as the manager. Oh. I thought you were working your way up. No. How long till you're the CEO? My manager uh, said... (laughs) The manager of Taco Bell said that it's going to be about zero seconds, so I'm the CEO. You're the CEO now? <laughs> I take every role in Taco Bell. That was, a, that was a quick ascension. Yeah. Just you just so got I... back. What were you going to say, Gab? What? What were you going to say? I was, I was just about to say, I'm going to take all the positions in Taco Bell so I can eat all their food. That means you have to make it for everybody else that's driving through or in the restaurants. Someone asks someone to Will Smith them. Your Taco Bell business is going to go under very, very quickly. So is my belly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome back, everybody. We have actual football to talk about. Is it actual football or is it preseason football? Well, it's preseason football, but the Chiefs were wearing their uniforms, and there were officials that were wearing their uniforms, and other teams were wearing their uniforms. Do they not wear their uniforms at training camp? Not really. They're practice jerseys. They're not their uniforms. And there's no officials at training camp. There actually are officials at training camp. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Really. Cool. They're practicing too, bro. Really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. But earlier th- this week, the Chiefs were in Chicago. And to play the Chicago Bears preseason game number one for the 2022 NFL season. I remember the I remember the exact score. What was the exact score? The exact score. I said I remembered the exact score. And I remember the word the exact score. Well, nineteen to fourteen. Nineteen to fourteen. But we will talk about the game. And why that ending score doesn't really matter. But before we get into it, Gav, how was your vacation? It was good. Where'd you go? Alaska, California, what did Idaho, you do? Arkansas, Florida, Mexico, France, Colombia. I, I remember the first two. I don't remember any of the rest of those. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I was there, just that you were there. What did you do in Alaska? I went hiking and got my shoes all dirty. Mm-hmm. What else? I went to a museum. What was in the museum? Cool things. Such as? Such as. I don't know. Can't remember. You can't remember? Oh, was I supposed to remember? Yeah. Huh. No? Okay. Well, then, uh, what about California. I did, I did stuff like eat Taco Bell four times or five times and see the same cashier four times. Did did she have your order down by the fourth time? It's a he for one. Did he have your order down for the fourth, fourth time? I only went up to the desk to order twice. The other times were all just ordering from the little screen that they have. Mm. So that's why you're the CEO of Taco Bell. You, yeah. You go there enough that they're just like, here you go, you can have the company. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. You can have the company. Nice. 
Yep. All right. Well, you ready to jump in and talk some cheese? See? I told you. You said cheese. It's cheese, not chiefs. Incorrect. I'm telling all of you, it's wrong. You're you're all wrong. It's cheese, not chiefs. I think you will, you're looking for the uh, Green Bay Packers podcast. It's not this one. <sighs> all right. Well, let's dig into the football a little bit. Last time we talked to you was actually when the day that the Chiefs were reporting to camp, at least all of the non-quarterbacks and non-rookies. We t- kind of took a little stroll through the roster, which actually had a few changes to it, which we'll talk about here in just a second. But uh, the first few weeks of training camp have happened. There have been some players that have really been making an impact, and there have been some players that have kind of been not uh, not doing so hot. We will talk about those, though, after we talk about the Chiefs and the Bears preseason game. But before we talk about the preseason game, there have been a few roster things that have happened. Orlando Brown, in the last episode, we were not sure when he was going to arrive. We thought it would be a bad move for him if he did not show up in time for training camp and uh, decided to hold out uh, in deep into the preseason. Um, and we were partially right. We were also partially not right. We thought he would be there for day one. He ended up showing up in time for day one of padded practices. Now it was day three of training camp. And so in order to help players acclimate to the practices and uh, what will be a very difficult season, the first few days of training camp, they are wearing what are called shells which are not real pads. They're just basically small little protective things. Uh, So mostly they're wearing shorts and their helmets. Um, So those first few days, Orlando Brown was not there for that. However, the first day of padded practices is when he reported. So in reality, while he didn't make it for all of training camp, he's definitely there for the most important parts especially for the very physical position that he plays. Those non-padded practices for offensive and defensive linemen, really not much going on uh, in terms of uh, physicality and technique. Um, so he was there basically for the, all the very important pieces of practice. The other nice thing about him showing up, all of the reports that him being in the best shape of his career were true. He appears to have slimmed down, taken 15 or 20 pounds off his playing weight from last year, which means he should be a little bit quicker, which that is the, uh, I don't want to say the bad part of his game, but I think that's the part of his game that would be considered his weakness. Um, You know, he's not the fastest guy. He's super big, wide, difficult to get around, very strong, but he's not the fastest guy. And by losing a little bit of weight, getting just a little bit quicker, that can help nullify one of the things that have been a weakness for him. Um, And he has been susceptible a little bit to the speed rush around the edge for people who can get off the line very, very quickly. So that was the first thing that happened. Shortly after that, the Chiefs made an addition to a position that we spent quite a bit of time talking about last episode. Do you remember what position that was, Gav? I don't even remember last episode. We talked about the positions on the field. 
and the players that we have signed on the roster currently to, to do them. Yeah, buddy. No, I don't. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Center? No. Uh, it was one that we thought we were. End. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we, we mentioned in the last episode that they were they were pretty uh pretty lean on defensive end. They could probably they could probably use the guy there. And the Chiefs agreed. They ended up signing the thirty two year old veteran Carlos Dunlap, most recently of the Seattle Seahawks, but has also spent time uh with the Cincinnati Bengals throughout his career. Uh, very consistent guy, usually ends up somewhere in the neighborhood of six to eight sacks per season. Uh, he's been in the league for a number of years now. I think this is either his 11th or 12th year in the league, and he has gotten, I believe, 89 career sacks thus far. Now you can throw him in the mix with Frank Clark. Frank Clark has slimmed down and uh, definitely much quicker getting off the snap of the ball this season, so he will be uh, taking up some snaps there on the defensive end. And they were going to be relying pretty heavily on George Karloftis, the first-round rookie, drafted out of Purdue. However, by signing Dunlap, that allows them to uh, be able to rotate a lot more and keep players fresher, and also means that the Chiefs don't have to have a great impact from George Karloftis. Now, we will talk about what we saw from George Karloftis in the first preseason game a little bit later on, which was definitely promising. Um, But because they signed Carlos Dunlap, a veteran who's been around the league and has performed well around the league, I think that means that they won't have to be as reliant upon George Karloftis as they would have been had they not signed him. So those were the two big signing, or I say signings. Orlando Brown signed his franchise tender and showed up to camp. So that's technically a signing. Uh, Not the right signing. And then and then Carlos Dunlap. Those were the two guys that they that they really uh, brought in to to help solidify the team. Uh, one one player who was we thought potentially up for a roster spot who ended up getting waived prior to the first preseason game was cornerback DeAndre Baker. He was formerly a first-round pick from the New York Giants, had an off-the-field incident that ended up not actually being what it was thought to be. The Chiefs signed him. Um, He ended up getting injured in the very first game that he played for the Chiefs and was out for the year. He's been trying to come back the last couple of seasons. Really hasn't been able to make an impact with the Chiefs drafting so many young corners and defensive backs, it was going to be a fight for him to make the roster, and the Chiefs decided that he probably wasn't going to make it, so they released him kind of early on to give him a shot to catch on with another team uh, in what is a kind of a classy move by the Chiefs, uh, you know, allowing the player time to get get onto a roster and, and make an impression on the team Ew. so he can hopefully make the final cut uh, with another with another team. So those were the uh, quote-unquote big transactions that were happening uh, prior to that first preseason game. Uh, as we were as we were watching training camp before that preseason game, there was a couple of guys who really been standing out. Juju Smith-Schuster impro- impressed right out of the gate from training camp pretty much from day one. There hadn't been a whole lot of hype around him this offseason, but... Uh, I think the connection between him and Patrick Mahomes is going to be excellent. Um, of the wide receivers, I think he's probably going to be the guy who has the biggest impact this upcoming season. 
uh, one of the guy who kind of been sliding a little bit, Josh Gordon. He's a older older player. Had some off the field issues earlier in his career. Uh, Chiefs signed him in the middle of last season, brought him onto the team. Didn't have a huge impact. Ended up getting moved to the practice squad in the playoffs. And then he signed a contract to stay with the team for this upcoming season. Some people thought maybe with the offseason to learn the offense, he might be able to come into training camp and, and really show his stuff. But uh, he, he hasn't really been doing that much this, uh, this, this training camp. And uh, so I think his, his spot is definitely in jeopardy. Um, Justin Watson, a wide receiver that they signed as a free agent from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, has been playing really, really well. Uh, pretty impressive throughout training camp. Yes, Gavin? So while I was at the airport about to go to Alaska, Mommy showed me this uh, picture, this uh, document that was like the headline said that a player had been carted off the field mm-hmm. during training camp. Who mm-hmm. was that? I think that actually was Justin Watson on the very first day. And uh, so wasn't quite sure what that was. I think he ended up being uh, cramps. It said he was dehydration. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Similar thing, except instead of muscles being tired, he was just out of water. So he probably got off the field, got an IV to help him with his dehydration, um, and then he was back out there the next day. Uh, let's see. Other positions that have been, and people that have been making an impact. Uh, you, nice young gentleman in the running back position by the name of... Nice young gentleman. I'm young. I'm a gentleman. Do you play the running back position? I can. I'm fast. I can break ankles. Do you play for the Chiefs right now? I could if I was I old. I don't enough. think you could. <laughs> you said young, so I was like, I'm young. Okay. Seventh round draft pick. Running back from Rutgers. I got it. I got it. Who? I forgot his name, but I got it. I got it. Who is it? Since, since Gavin already knows, I'm going to whisper it into the microphone since I can't hear it. Okay. Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I know exactly who it is. Uh, who, who is it? It's Isaiah Pacheco. Ah, uh, yes. They're running back from Rutgers that they drafted with their first seventh round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly who that is. He has been doing very, very well at training camp. He's been uh, talked about by many different people, including... Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, pretty much anybody that they get up there, they're asking about Isaiah Pacheco because he's having a very, very good training camp. Isn't he the fullback? He's a running back. Didn't you say Kalia Edwards-Hilaire was their full, er, running back? I got Chipotle Burks. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is the starting running back, but... Pacheco was a guy that people thought, well, maybe he can make the roster, but apparently he's doing well enough that he's the second running back in now. Nice. On the flip side, whenever there is somebody who's rising, there has to be somebody that is falling. In this case, the free agent running back that they signed from Tampa Bay. Um, Isaiah Pacheco? Incorrect. Can, can I get a hint? I gave you several. I need oh. Free agent running back signed from Tampa Bay. I don't know where people are signed from. Uh, is it, I don't know, Ronald Jones? 
What a great guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm so good at guessing, guys. Ronald Jones has been seen taking reps with the third team. Not very many reps with the ones. Usually that's not a fantastic sign. Um, he's somebody who's known as a pretty good runner on first and second down. Not a fantastic pass catcher. Terrible, terrible pass protector. Uh, which is definitely something you have to do if you want to get on the field, especially on third down in the Kansas City offense. And with the emergence of Isaiah Pacheco um, as a running back, I'm guessing that there may not be much of a spot left for Ronald Jones once we get through the preseason. All right, so we'll flip over to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, A guy, well, we already talked about DeAndre Baker. Obviously, he was not doing well enough. Uh, within training camp, and he ended up getting waived. Uh, one other guy uh, who had been brought in via trade in the offseason from the Houston Texans. I got it, I got it, I got he was it. He's a cornerback I got it, I got from it. the University of Kentucky. I got it. Well, who was it? Justin Reed. This time I got it without. That is incorrect. What? Justin Reed is a safety, not a cornerback. I quit. I quit my guessing job. <laughs> Uh, this corner out of Kentucky, at least he was three years ago when he was drafted by the Houston Texans, was Lonnie Johnson. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler here. After the first preseason game and earlier today, Monday, when we are recording this podcast, uh, Lonnie Johnson was released from the team. He was a guy that was expected to fight for a spot at the bottom of the roster at the cornerback position. But, obviously, with the release of DeAndre Baker and now Lonnie Johnson, the Chiefs must be liking what they are seeing from the young corners that they've got and they've drafted in the past years and this year, too. Yeah. Okay. So, with that out of the way, let's jump into the Chiefs and Bears, who played in Chicago this Saturday. Noon. Early start. I was on a plane. You were on a plane at 10 a.m. in California? No. That's when the game started. I was packing in California. Oh, okay. I was in a plane. But still, I was on a plane. So, in that game, Andy Reid did his standard first preseason game. Every every quarterback's going to get one quarter. To be immediately followed by Patrick Mahomes playing one series, and then he was out. And then Chad Henney, the backup quarterback, playing one series, and then he was out. And then there was 12 minutes left in the second quarter, and they were already onto the third-string quarterback. Like clockwork, it happens every single year. So we'll talk a little bit about the game. Not a ton of importance to draw from it from a score perspective. Um, It's really difficult to glean anything from these games from a team perspective because basically teams are trying to figure out the players that they are um, going to keep on their roster. Uh, So they're just shuffling lots of guys in and out just so they can get a look at how people play when they're in the game. So you saw many different times where, you know, second team players were playing against first team players for one team or the other. Um, And then, especially in the second half of the game, it was third and fourth string players, a majority of whom aren't going to end up making the final roster. So, 
Gavin mentioned the score already. Final score was? 19, 19 to 14. And what that box score doesn't tell you, the first half of the game, which f- featured mostly first and second teamers, the the score at halftime of the game was, do you remember what that was, Gav? 14 to nothing. For who? Chiefs. 14 to nothing for the Chiefs. And obviously, you can figure that out. Final score, you have the first half score. You can figure out that the Bears scored all 19 of their points in the second half and on their way to quote-unquote winning the game, although doing it with probably people who won't make the roster, at least most of whom will not make the roster. Uh, So we'll talk just a little bit about mostly the first half of the game just to see how people played. Some interesting things that we saw. So, I mentioned Patrick Mahomes only played one series. And the reason that he only needed to play one series is because the Chiefs took the ball right down the field and scored a touchdown. 12-play drive, seven points on the board. And when, and when we say Mahomes took it down the field and scored a touchdown, he took it down the field and scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Mahomes was six of seven. Throwing the ball on that drive for a total of 60 yards actually hit six different receivers in those six completions that he had. And he hit most of the people you would expect him to hit. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster did not get targeted, but we got one each for Travis Kelsey, MVS, Nicole Hardman. Other people? Mahomes scrambled. Mahomes did scramble a little bit, although he didn't run with the ball. Oh, yeah, he threw it, like, he, right he at the line of scrimmage. He threw it to MVLs, yeah, as he was running sideways along the line of scrimmage. Um, oh, uh, Michael Burton. Birdie McTurdy. Uh, the fullback, Michael Burton, who also got a run in as well. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire got a, a few different rushing attempts in there. Nothing huge to speak of on those attempts. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco got in with the first team. He was the first running back that was in after Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So if you're just looking at snap counts and when they're happening, you could assume that he uh, he's probably in line to be the second string running back right now. And uh, finally, the whole drive was capped off with a neat little screen pass to Blake Bell. Backup tight end, took it in five yards for the touchdown. 7 nothing Chiefs. That was pretty much the end of the day for Patrick Mahomes and a lot of the other starters uh, on the offense. That was it for Travis Kelsey. We didn't see much MVS. Clyde Edwards-Alaire didn't go back out there. Um, the, the first team offensive line them. stayed out there for a little bit longer, uh, but not much longer. Chad Henney replaced him, um, and he was only out there for one series. Uh, they did not do much with that one series. And uh, and then Chad Henney was done. And so then with 12 minutes left in the, the second quarter, third-string quarterback and guy who may not actually make the roster, Shane Bouchel was out there quarterbacking the team. Most of the second-string players were still out there, so we got some good looks at guys like Sky Moore, Justin Watson, uh, Doris Fountain. Um, those uh, Justin Watson and Doris Fountain are probably guys who are going to end up being your fifth and sixth wide receivers this season, based off of what we've seen in training camp, and then also 
how they performed and when they were playing in this preseason game, I think those are the guys that are probably your favorites to make it. Not only because of how they played as wide receivers, but they also play on special teams. Some guys that were noticeably absent, uh, like I mentioned, Ronald Jones got most of his snaps with the third string and uh, really didn't see much of Josh Gordon until the second half. Didn't see a ton from Cornell Powell until the second half. Uh, Sky Moore actually did get uh, an end around carry when, uh, when I think it was when Chad Henney was in there as the quarterback. Um, he also made a couple of nice catches, one of them kind of across the middle for a first down, which was a very impressive catch. She really good hands, took a nice little hit, and still got the football. And then a real nice toe tapper on the sidelines, which is nice to see from a rookie because when you come from college, in college you only have to get one foot down to be considered in bounds. Really? Uh-huh. And in the NFL, you got to get two down. College is weird. College is weird. College is weird. But he's made the adjustment to the pros, and he's caught and made that nice catch with those two feet down. Not something that Josh Gordon could do. He had two different opportunities along the sidelines. And in both instances, he ended up with one foot down out of bounds. So not that it was a bad play on his part. He made nice catches with the ball physically. Um, unfortunately, he was unable to get his feet down inbounds. Uh, so kind of a missed opportunity for him, not necessarily something that's a strike against him, just uh, not something that was a positive for him when that opportunity presented itself. On the defensive side of the ball, the Chiefs' main defenders were only out there for essentially one drive, and that one drive consisted of, you want to guess how many plays? Six? Three. Chiefs defense forced a three and out, was punctuated by a Chris Jones sack on third down yeah. to get the Bears offense off of the field. No, special teams came on. Yeah, the offense went off the field. Special teams came on. Isn't special teams technically offense? Nope, special teams. Third phase of the game. After that first three and out, we didn't see much of Chris Jones anymore. We didn't see a ton of Frank Clark anymore. Uh, I think the, the the starters on defense mostly had like eleven snaps, so they might they came out for part of one more drive uh, before they were done for the day. But as I mentioned, the Bears had zero points in the first half, so the first and second team defenses did their jobs very well. Some of the rookies that I want to mention. Uh, Trent McDuffie was out there as one of the starting cornerbacks to start the game. Uh, he didn't really get targeted at all in the game, but that's because he was all over his receiver. Not a ton of separation was gained, so there wasn't any passes that really went his way. So it's nice to see him out there and, and playing well. Um, with Rashad Fenton kind of recovering from the physically unable to perform list, which he was activated prior to the game, uh, but he was still kind of getting ramped up. He did not play in the game. Um, so the fourth-round rookie from Fayetteville State, do you remember his name? Should I remember his name? Not necessarily. Can I get a hint? His name is Joshua Williams. How was that hint? Um, Joshua Williams. Nailed it. Boom. Uh, 
he was the one that stepped in in that third cornerback role. Uh, he came in and played on the outside, which pushed Legereus Sneed inside to the nickel cornerback position. Uh, overall, the defense the the defense played very well. Uh, those corners um, they only let two plays by really, um, and they were both contested catch situations where the Bears receiver just came down with the ball. Um, you know, so I, I think all in all, the, the defense played very, very well. And, uh, and a lot of the young guys played well too. Um, one of the guys that I do want to highlight because he was a massive pain in the booty for the bears offensive line and quarterbacks was George Karloftis defensive end out of Purdue. He got Purdue. His- he got his very first, although not real, but technically real, NFL sack. How is it not real? A training it's camp. preseason, so like when you go back at the end of his uh, career and you're like, well, how many sacks did he have? That's not going to be included in his total. Yeah. But technically it was an NFL game and he got a sack, so it was his first NFL sack. Yeah, yeah, it counts. It should count. So he got his first sack. And he was inches away from a sack and strip a little bit later in the game. What's a sack and strip? Uh, where you make the quarterback fumble the ball when you sack him. Ooh. He was just inches away from that a little bit later in the game. How do you uh, get inches away from knocking it out of someone's hand? Your hand is an inch away from their hand as they throw the ball. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think that one through. Yep. <laughs> and a little bit earlier in the game when he was going against the starter uh, for the Bears offensive line, and Justin Fields was still in the game, who was the Bears starting quarterback. He was in there forever. He played a, a first team, and well, some first team, and then most of the second team snaps. So he was in there getting some experience for sure. But while he was in there with the first team, uh, he was able to push the Bears tackle right back into the back of Justin Fields. And uh, ended up forcing an incomplete pass that was inaccurate. But fumble! Because uh, Fields had to throw the ball before he was ready to. So, oh. all in all, Korloftis was out there for a few different plays, but really seemed to be making an impact. But and I wanted you to say there was a practical butt fumble. It didn't happen, so I can't say it. Dang it! What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the one where he pushed him back and then it got him in the face. Oh, yeah. So... I have heard some people say, well, it's not really that impressive. He wasn't playing against the first-teamers for the most part. And then when he was playing against the first-teamers, it was the Bears, and the Bears are one of the worst teams in the league. Like, they could do better. Fair. Also fair. However, the team can only play the team that's across the field from them. And if Carl Loftus is a good player, you would expect him to dominate against the people that he played against. And he did, so that's definitely a positive. And uh, I think it's going to be really, really good. He's looking like he's going to be a solid player. Anyways, what else do we have to talk about? Uh, so one other play that I want to talk about. Uh, just, right before halftime, the uh, the Chiefs ended up scoring a touchdown. Shane Bouchelle threw a nice little uh, 20-yard or so pass to Justin Watson. A little... Nice little, uh, nice little, uh, nice little, nice, nice little route into the end zone there. Nice throw, nice catch. 
resulted in six points. And then something interesting happened. Oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. I oh, do it. I God. Do it. What was it that happened? So, special teams came on. It obviously was Harrison Butt Kicker, except, you know, it wasn't Harrison Butt Kicker. It was Justin Reed. Justin Reed, the safety the Chiefs signed from the Houston Texans. Yep. And then he recently had played soccer. He He's a former soccer player. Yep. Not like in the Premier League or anything. But. No, but growing up as a kid, he was a multi-sport athlete. One of those sports was soccer. Yes. So he is very good at kicking the ball. And in training camp, he made a 65-yard field goal. He sure did. Right down the thingy-a-bobbers, whatever you call it. Which, if, for, those of the, for those of you that do not know, 65 yards is, uh, is I believe, one yard shorter than the longest kick that has ever field goal kick that has ever been made in uh, in an NFL game. Yeah. So for a non kicker slash safety to make a kick like that in training camp, obviously caught some buzz around the league. Caught some booties, and then yeah, and then he made it right down the middle. And so he went out, and one of the things that makes Andy Reid a fantastic coach, a players coach is that he allows his guys to have fun. And so here it is, an actual quote-unquote football game, albeit a preseason game. He sent out safety, Justin Reed, to kick the extra point. Instead of HarrisonButtKicker.com, as Andy Reed likes to call him. Olden days. And uh, put it right down the middle. And he was so amped up after he made it. And he was like, oh, oh, oh. I was surprised that he didn't hit the greedy, bro. <laughs> he was doing his own little dance there. Yeah, he did a little finger twist thing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So it's looking like the Chiefs have a, an emergency kicker. Should a situation arise where Harrison Butker gets injured in the middle of a game, they have a guy who they could at least throw out there for certain situations. To uh to to do a little bit of kicking, but are they uh, allowed to have two a uh, one player at two positions? Yeah, anyone that's on your roster could play any position on the field. So Patrick Mahomes can play safety. If the Chiefs would want to put their starting quarterback out there to go try and hit some people, <laughs> it would be a dumb idea, but they could do it. Yeah, <sighs> yep, they sure could. And if they did, I know who I would be. Will Smithing. Who? Steve Spagnuolo. I think everybody who was involved in allowing Patrick Mahomes to go out of the field would get Will Smithed by the entirety of the Chiefs fan base. Yeah. For sure. Even you? Yeah, even me. Get, get Patrick Mahomes off the field. All right, so is there anything else that you think we should talk about from the uh, preseason game against the Bears? Um. No? All right. Well, the Chiefs will again be out playing some preseason games this upcoming Saturday. They will be playing against the Washington Commanders. I have something important to say. What's that? I like Krabby Pabbies. Krabby Pabbies? <laughs> I can't say it correctly. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know what a Krabby Pabby is. I can't say it correctly. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> Grabby babies. <laughs> Grabby babies. 
Krabby Patties? Krabby Patties. <laughs> All right. So we will be looking forward to that game this upcoming Saturday, depending upon what happens, if there is anything important. We may come out with another podcast. We shall see. Gavin's going to be getting ready for school coming up next week. so I'm not excited for it. Going to be in which grade now? Like first grade or something? I wish. You wish you were in first grade? You want to have all that school in front of you still? One plus one? Um, I don't know what it is. I'm totally not supposed to be in the fourth grade. Mm, okay, fourth grade. All right. Well, I missed that one by a few years. What? Whoops. <laughs> I said I was in first grade. I know. I said you were in first grade. And then I agreed that I was in first grade. Because the work is easy there. Yeah. Did you know that 23 plus 9 equals so-and-so? Couldn't do the math. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we do need to send you back to first grade. <laughs> At least for a day. It's 31. Mm, okay. Nailed it. I have Our, a feeling I didn't do that right. And now you nailed it. Okay, good. <laughs> so I mentioned it already. Uh, cut downs have started. This is the real easy one that happened this week. Uh, technically, it's not doesn't have to happen until tomorrow, so the Chiefs have not made all of the cuts that they are required to yet. But the Chiefs do need to get down from 90 to 85 before this cut-down deadline. Uh, uh, they cut down a few guys this uh, today, literally today. Really? Um, one of those guys we already talked about, Lonnie Johnson, the, the corner from Kentucky. Uh, he was let go. Uh, again, I think this is another move to allow him to find a team to catch on with before the end of training camp. Um, and they also released a few other guys that we barely mentioned uh, last time when we were talking about the uh, the, the roster uh, breakdown. Those were wide receivers Omar Bayless, Gary Jennings, your SpongeBob Gary got <gasps> cut. Wait, no, no. Yep, he got cut. Gary! Uh, and then Evan Cesarek, a tackle. Uh, most of the offensive line looked terrible once you got past the first two groups in the preseason game, so I'm not surprised that there was a cut from the tackles that happened. What's uh, what's up, Gav? I think Patrick ate Gary. <laughs> Mahomes? What? Mahomes? Uh, dang it! <laughs> I was trying to say you're Patrick, because if I'm SpongeBob, you're Patrick. Oh. I mean, Patrick likes eating. He does. He does. So those were four guys that I listed right there. Um, the Chiefs actually still need to cut two people instead of just one to get down to 85, because today they also signed... George Karloftis. Uh, a defensive tackle named Danny Shelton. Blake Shelton? Danny Shelton. Blake. No. Yes. No. <laughs> yes. Blake Shelton is a defensive tackle out of Baylor. He was Blayler. a first-round draft pick by... Oh, no, I was way wrong. Never mind. <laughs> Danny Shelton <laughs> was a first-round draft pick. For the Cleveland Browns in 2015 out of the University of Washington. Wow. 
He played for the Browns for a few years, for Patriots for a few years, and in the last two years he played one year with the Lions, one year with the Giants. He was still floating out there as a free agent, and the Chiefs just picked him up to give him a, give them a little bit more defensive tackle depth. Danny Shelton is a big dude. Six foot seventy seven point thirty two. He is six foot two. Which Look, not the tallest dude, but I had I had the six and the two right. You you did, yeah. I had the numbers in there. He weighs three hundred and forty five pounds. That's like double you. He's a big dude. Uh, he is a run stuffing defensive tackle, uh, sometimes also referred to as a nose tackle, and uh, so somebody they brought in, kick the tires, see if he's got anything left. Throughout the rest of training camp, see if he might be able to add something to the team. Right now, Derek Nottie is kind of their main run-stuffing defensive tackle. Besides him, they really don't have a guy that can do that. Um, so there's definitely a role that he could play on the team, assuming he's got anything left. But that would be interesting to see what the rest of the uh, defensive tackle depth chart would look like if he ended up making the team. So that means that would either be a couple, either a free agent that they signed this off season, uh, or one of their, their guys in their third year, fourth year guys, uh, that they drafted or brought in a couple years ago. Um, that would be on the outside looking in if Danny Shelton were to make the roster. So we'll be interesting to see what happens with Danny Shelton. Uh, his first day of practice was today. He was out there and practicing. And uh, it's a pretty interesting rep that I saw. Granted, it is a single rep, not indicative of his overall practice, but he was one on one against one of the strongest offensive linemen, Trey Smith, the guard. And Danny Shelton was pushing Trey Smith backwards into the quarterback in the one on one rush drill. So you got to be a pretty strong dude to be pushing Trey Smith around a little bit. And so I think he was definitely showing off his strength right there. So definitely an opportunity for him to make the roster, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, y'all. All right. I think that about wraps it up for the early preseason action for us here. Uh, like we promised. We came back a lot sooner than we have in, more recent, in the more recent past. Uh, we're definitely going to be giving you guys a lot more coverage this season than we did last season, where we embarrassed ourselves and only put out three podcasts over the entirety of the, uh, of the regular season last year. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, that is embarrassing. Sorry. We'll do, we'll do better. We'll do better. We are doing better. I have a job now. You do? Oh, yeah, Taco Bell CEO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I'm, I'm so, SpongeBob, not Taco Bell CEO. You're Taco Bell CFO SpongeBob SquarePants? What? Quite the crossover. No, I don't have square pants. I have pants. I'm SpongeBob. My name is Bob. I'm a sponge, and I'm square. The pants aren't square. If you're square and your pants are on you, then how are the pants not square? Why are we getting into detail about SpongeBob? That's where you took the conversation, man. Okay. Well, I'm SpongeBob. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you. He is the CEO of Taco Bell. And SpongeBob. More proudly about SpongeBob. <laughs> I mean, once I eat all the 
burritos and tacos and stuff like that at Taco Bell, then I'm going to be more proud about the Taco Bell part. If somehow you have enjoyed what you were listening to tonight. Somehow. <laughs> we would appreciate if you would give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can find the show anywhere that you get your podcasts. We are on almost every single podcast aggregator. Also, if you enjoyed the show, we would appreciate you giving us a follow or a subscribe on the podcast uh, platform of your choice. We've got pretty much everywhere. So if you like what you heard, just give us a follow. Then you will get notified every time that we put out a new episode. You can go right into your ear holes whenever they're ready. One other place you can give us a follow is on Twitter. At Podcast Chiefs is where you will find us. We will obviously notify you every time a new episode goes out. But as we've been coming across things in training camp, we've been sending out some uh, tweets and retweets of people who are covering training camp. And so you can get some uh, some Chiefs information that way. And the last thing I want to let everybody know about is the opportunity for you to leave a voice message for myself and Gavin. Uh, there's a link on where you can go to leave that voice message. We will play it on the next episode that we have. And then you can be podcast famous. Who's Gavin? Sorry, SpongeBob SquarePants Taco Bell CEO. Yeah. I recognize that name. Yeah. So you'll be internet famous. More specifically, our podcast famous. As yeah. the third person to ever leave us a voice message. And be featured on the show. Yeah, it's like one of the best outros <laughs> we've ever had. I'm going to have to do some magical editing to make this sound yeah. competent. Round of applause. Yeah, we're doing, we're just <laughs> knocking it out of the park here. All right. Gav, yeah. do, you got, do you got anything you want to say? Uh, can I say it? I think you can say it. How about those cheese?